Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Don't look now, Jayhawk Nation, but your Kansas Jayhawks are now on a seven-game winning streak. That's right. Wins over West Virginia and Texas Tech the past couple of days have now confirmed Kansas at the top of the Big 12 standings. Right now they're standing alone at the top of the Big 12 standings, and they can finish no worse than a tie for the Big 12 championship, which is just absolutely incredible. In 17 of the 20 years that Bill Self has coached the Kansas Jayhawks, they have won at least a share of the Big 12 regular season championship. So congrats to the Kansas Jayhawks. Job well done, winning another Big 12 regular season title. Still more to be done, of course. That's what the players are all saying. They don't want just want to get a regular season Big 12 championship, although that is the first goal for the team. They want to get that one seed in the Big 12 tournament. They want to get a one seed in the NCAA tournament. A number one overall seed could be a goal for them as well before they want to get to the final four and then ultimately win back-to-back national championships for the first time in school history. But let's start out with that 76-74 win at home against West Virginia. That was just another solid win for the Jayhawks. Hard-fought win, just like it was uh, Tuesday night against Texas Tech in their 67-63 win over Texas Tech. Uh, KU... Number three in the nation now. Uh, And just what Kansas can do coming out of those two wins. It shows once again winning close games is huge for this team. Because in March Madness, when you get into the thick of it, whether it be in the Big 12 tournament, whether it be in the NCAA tournament, you're going to be playing close games. More often than not, these games are going to be close going down to the final couple minutes of the game. And Kansas has so much experience, whether for your heart and my heart, (laughs) it doesn't matter. We've had struggles trying to get through these games to the end. KU should be beating, we, we say, KU should be beating West Virginia by more than two points at home. Texas Tech should, uh, KU should be beating Texas Tech by more than four points at home. Our hearts can't take it. But what it's doing is preparing us for the madness that is the NCAA tournament. It's just a couple of weeks away now. We are in March. Happy March madness to you guys. It is March 1st as I'm recording this podcast, and you love to see it. KU on a seven-game winning streak, heading into their final regular season game in the Big 12 against Texas on Saturday. The Big 12, once again, I I talked about it last week. They had uh, six ranked teams last week. They have five ranked teams currently in the top 25. But in the latest Lenardi projections for Bracketology, he has eight teams from the Big 12 projected to make the tournament, which is absolutely crazy. I'm not sure how all the seedings are going to shake out. Uh, Things are starting to shake out a little bit as far as the Big 12 standings go, but... Man, this is going to be a crazy Big 12 tournament before Bracketology gets confirmed and finalized. 
uh, the weekend before the tournament starts and after the Big 12 championship a week from this Saturday. But tonight, Wednesday night, March 1st, if you're listening to this before Wednesday evening, you're going to know what I'm talking about. We're keeping an eye on that Texas TCU game tonight. It's a Wednesday evening game. A Texas loss tonight would give KU the outright Big 12 regular season championship. It would give Kansas the one seed in the Big 12 tournament. Most importantly, it would give me a win because I bet that Kansas would win the Big 12 before the season started. So there you go. I do have a little bit of a bias there. That's no surprise. You guys listen to this podcast. You guys know I'm a little bit of a KU homer. But that's all right. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast. You guys like this stuff. Unless you're hate listening. If you're a Texas fan, listen to this. Hate listening to the Jayhawker Talker uh, podcast before uh, the game tonight. Or if you're going to listen to this podcast before the Texas KU game on Saturday, bring it on. That's fine. A little bit of a homer podcast here, but that's all right. We're into it tonight as TCU and Texas are playing. We're cheering for the Horned Frogs. There's no doubt about that. And the scenario now is Texas, if they lose either tonight to TCU or if KU beats Texas on Saturday, KU is the outright Big 12 champion and the one seed in the Big 12 tournament. If Texas wins their final two games, if they beat TCU and if they beat Kansas, they will tie for the regular season championship. And Texas will be the one seed. Kansas will be the two seed. So that's what would happen right now. I was looking at some scenarios for the Big 12 tournament and what could happen if Texas wins their last two games, which would mean that they would beat TCU and beat Kansas. I I wanted to go down the rabbit hole of how that would shake out with the seedings because Kansas is the higher-ranked team. Kansas has the better road record. Kansas has split games with just about everybody in the conference, just like Texas, or beat them uh, twice. But the the reason the reasoning they have for the seeding in the Big 12 tournament, for the top seed, if they're tied, if Kansas and Texas have the same record, if they split the season series, which that's what would happen if Texas beats Kansas on Saturday and beats TCU Wednesday night, It goes to the next team to see if Kansas or Texas had a better record against the next team in the conference. So it would go Baylor, who's the third team in the conference right now. Kansas and Texas both split their games against Baylor this year. Then it would go to Kansas State. Kansas State split their games with Kansas and Texas this year. And it goes on and on and on down the list. They split games against Iowa State. They split games against most of the teams in the conference they split with or beat outright. But it does come down to TCU. Kansas split the series with TCU. But if Texas beats TCU on Wednesday night, they would hold the tiebreaker over Kansas in a scenario where both teams finish with the same record and split their season series between Texas and Kansas. That's why it's very important for Kansas, for TCU, 
to either win tonight or for Kansas just to go in there and settle it themselves. Maybe that's how they want to do it. Maybe they want TCU to win tonight, Wednesday night, so that Kansas can go to Texas on the road in Austin on Saturday and show them who the true Big 12 champions are. But we're going to be keeping an eye on that. And after this quick break, I want to come back and talk about senior night, how Kansas got that win over Texas Tech. I want to go into a little bit more about the Texas game coming up on Saturday, plus Kansas going for the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. We'll get to that right after this quick break. All right, welcome back into the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, give it a five-star rating and review. Tell five Jayhawk fans that you know that you want them to hear this podcast. It's going to be fun coming up in the next couple of weeks with the Big 12 tournament. Also, March Madness is going to do a special show on the release of the brackets. It's going to be a good time here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast as the Kansas Jayhawks go for their second straight national title. Going to try to be the first team in Kansas basketball history to win back-to-back national titles, and I have a good feeling about it. I really do. But there are still games to be played, and I want to talk about senior night. What a win for the Kansas Jayhawks. Beating Texas Tech 67-63. It was a close one. Kansas led most of the game, but it was a close one throughout the second half. Texas Tech would not go away. They were the pesky little brother that you play with in your driveway who just keeps hitting three-pointers, won't let you win that game of 21. Well, this one was a game that you thought might first to 70 might win it. They didn't even get to 70, but KU gets that 67-63 win. Again, it was on senior night. They have been incredible on senior night under Bill Self. Uh, They've actually never lost a senior night under Bill Self, so that's impressive. But Kevin McCuller Jr., the transfer senior, who had played at Texas Tech previously. What a night by him. You love seeing him come out there and have a big game, the transfer from Texas Tech against his former team on senior night. Then you've got Jalen Wilson, the senior, who was a redshirt junior but senior in class. He'd been on campus for four years. And you love to see him stepping up big time for the Jayhawks as well. In this game on senior night, they both had speeches after the game, of course. McCuller didn't have as much to say. He hadn't been here as long as Jalen Wilson, of course. But as far as the game goes, Kevin McCuller Jr., once again, Mr. Consistency, nine rebounds, 14 points, including three, uh, two three-pointers, and he had a steal and two blocks. Yesterday, it was also announced that he is a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year, National Defensive Player of the Year. So Kevin McCullough Jr. having himself a year on the defensive side of the ball and contributing, obviously, on the offensive side as well, especially late in the game. There was a loose ball. Kansas was ahead. I believe the score was 61-60 to at the time. And there was a loose ball on the offensive end on Kansas' side of the floor. And Jalen Wilson's trying to get the ball... One of the Texas Tech defenders is trying to get it. It looked like it was going to be a jump ball for a second, but the ball was loose. Nobody had the possession. Kevin McCuller Jr. comes in out of nowhere, just grabs the ball, takes it from the Texas Tech guy that was trying to take it, shoves it 
up for a layup, gets it. I thought it was a foul. A lot of people thought it was a foul on McCullough trying to get the ball. I thought McCullough got fouled going up for the layup. No foul called. Kevin McCullough Jr. gets the two points on that layup. That was the 1,000th career point for Kevin McCullough Jr. So what a way to end his senior season at Allen Fieldhouse. I know they have one more game. He would likely have scored more points against Texas on Saturday. But for for him to get that 1,000th point in Allen Fieldhouse against his former team in Texas Tech, what a story for Kevin McCullough Jr., and helping the team to get a victory. That uh, bucket gave Kansas a three-point lead. Obviously, they end up winning by four points, so that was huge. But Jalen Wilson, the other senior, celebrating senior night, celebrating his career at the University of Kansas, finished with a team-high 21 points. He added five rebounds and two assists as well. He really gave a heartfelt speech at the end of the game to the sold-out crowd at Allen Fieldhouse From what I heard, nobody left their seats. I was actually listening to it on the radio, so I got to hear his speech on the radio. Um, And you just love hearing uh, the stories from guys like Jalen Wilson, guys who have been on campus for four years, uh, thanking the crowd. You know, people sometimes, you know, on senior night, you know, they say, we have the best fans in college basketball. It's kind of cliche, but... For these guys who play at Kansas, it really is the best fans in college basketball. But not only that, he wanted to thank the crowd and consider them part of his family now. I know that can also be a cliche at times, but from what I've heard for the Kansas basketball program, they do really feel like a family, and they're welcome back on campus anytime, and it just does feel like a family there at the University of Kansas. So just uh, what a night for Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCullough Jr. on senior night uh, to be able to step up for their team, get the win, help them win another Big 12 regular season championship. And then, of course, you had DeWan Harris, the junior out of Columbia, Missouri. Some people were speculating whether he would be around for his senior year. It seems like this past week, uh, Bill Self kind of dropped the hint that DeWan Harris was going to be back for his senior year. He does uh, seem like a guy that would play all four years here at Kansas. Uh, he got hurt on Saturday at the very end of the game against West Virginia. Some people were pretty concerned about that ankle injury, but he looked just fine out there on the court against Texas Tech. 16 points, 5 assists, 2 steals, a blocked shot as well. His excellent season continued. Now, one concern for me in this game, just for this game, was Grady Dick. Now, we know Dick has been superb this season, the freshman phenom out of Wichita, Kansas, uh, but some people are speculating that he will be a one-and-done player. So if this was his last game at Allen Fieldhouse, if this was truly his last game at Allen Fieldhouse, I kind of feel bad for Grady Dick. I don't like how things played out for him on this night. He finished the game 0-for-7 from the field. Uh, it was uh, really a big disappointment from Dick on a night when the Big 12 regular season title was on the line. 0 for 7 from the field, uh, couldn't hit a shot. He was playing some pretty good defense. He had a couple block shots, had a couple steals. He hit four clutch free throws in the final minute of the game. Those were his only four points in this game. 
But for Grady Dick, I just hope he comes back for one more year. I don't want that to be the last game that we see from Grady Dick in Allen Fieldhouse. He's had some spectacular moments for Kansas this season, both on the road and at home in the fog. So I I just really hope that Grady Dick considers coming back for one more year. I know that's kind of selfish of me here, the host of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. I know a lot of you listening to this selfishly want Grady Dick to come back for one more season. And maybe if he comes back for one more season, his draft stock jumps to where he could be a top 10 draft pick in the NBA draft. Who knows? I'm not quite sure where he's projected to go at this point. I haven't looked that far ahead. I'm concentrating on this KU team, seeing if they can get back-to-back national championships. But if Grady Dick goes out with his last game being 0 for 7 from the field and only 4 points from the free throw line, I don't think that sits well with Grady Dick either. He's a Kansas kid, born and raised or raised in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, his family, of course... Uh, big supporters of the KU program as well. But this is going to be something to watch as the offseason unfolds. Still, like I said, plenty of games left for Grady Dick at Kansas to figure out what he's going to do. They've got, of course, the game coming up Saturday against Texas. they got the Big 12 tournament, and they have March Madness coming up. So let's talk about Texas. This huge game coming up against Texas, a season sweep of the Longhorns, wouldn't just give the Jayhawks the number one seed in the Big 12 tournament. It would also guarantee them a number one seed in the NCAA tournament with a chance to get the number one overall seed. If they beat Texas on Saturday, that would give the Jayhawks their NCAA leading 15th quad one win. We've talked about quad one wins on this podcast the last several weeks. The Jayhawks with 14 quad one wins, the most in the nation. The second most right now is nine quad one wins. And if if Texas beats TCU on Wednesday night, which I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon, if Texas beats TCU on Wednesday night, they'll have the second most quad one wins with 10 quad one wins. So if KU beats Texas, the second best quad one team in the nation and that would give KU their 15th quad one on the season, quad one win on the season. That would put them in line, in my opinion, to be the number one overall seed in the tournament. And if Kansas gets that number one overall seed in the tournament, they would have such a nice path to the final four because they would get to be the number one seed in the Midwest bracket. And that is critical for Kansas and their fan base being able to travel so close to home. Because if you look at the the road through the Midwest bracket to get to the Final Four, it starts in Des Moines, Iowa, a quick three-hour trip from Lawrence, Kansas, for the rounds of 64 and 32. Kansas, if they're the number one overall seed, they would play the number uh, 16-seeded team in the Midwest bracket, assuming they win that one. They would play the winner of the 8-9 matchup. Obviously, we don't know who that's going to be yet, but that's the path through Des Moines if they are the number one overall seed in the Midwest. After they get through the round of 64 and the round of 32, they would move on to the Sweet 16, which is being held in Kansas City, Missouri at T-Mobile 
Center, where they're going to be playing in the Big 12 tournament next week. The Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 will be held in Kansas City on March 24th and March 26th this year at the T-Mobile Center. That is absolutely huge as well. If you can play in your own backyard, essentially, T-Mobile Center is about a 30-minute drive from Lawrence, Kansas, up I-70. That's a home field advantage. If you get the first two rounds in Des Moines, Iowa, three hours from Lawrence, if you get the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 in Kansas City in your own backyard, that is an advantage that no other team can can gain. And yes, the games are going to get tougher from 64 to 32 to 16 if they can get out of the Sweet 16 in Kansas City to the Elite Eight. Obviously, the top eight teams in the nation at that point are left. That's going to be a tough game. They actually played in the Elite Eight in Kansas City. I know people don't want me to bring this up, but they played a very tough Oregon team in Kansas City in the Elite Eight, and they lost. Some people don't want to play in Kansas City. Some fans don't want Kansas to play in Kansas City because of that loss to Oregon uh, just a few years back. I think it was four or five years ago when that happened. But I'm not nervous about that. I'm really not. I think that if KU can get the number one overall seed, play in the Midwest bracket, play in Des Moines the first two rounds, get to Kansas City for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, that's the road that you want to go if you're a Kansas basketball fan. That's the road that you want to go if you're a Kansas Jayhawk basketball player. That's the road you want to go if you're Bill Self coaching the Kansas Jayhawks. And then, of course, if they get through that gauntlet, winning the round of 64, winning the round of 32, winning the Sweet 16, winning the Elite Eight, they'd move on to the Final Four, which is going to be held at RNG Stadium in Houston, Texas. That is the weekend of April 1st. So no no matter what happens this weekend between Texas and Kansas, it's been a fantastic season for the Jayhawks. Another Big 12 regular season title with more coming up, going for back-to-back national championships. You got to look at Bill Self. I I was about to close the podcast here, but I want to mention one more thing. One more thing before I close this podcast out today. You got to put Bill Self up there as one of the greatest regular season coaches of all time. Yes, I already know Bill Self is a Hall of Fame head coach. They put basketball coaches in the Hall of Fame before they retire. It's kind of weird, in my opinion. But Bill Self is already a Hall of Fame coach, coaching at the University of Kansas. He has to be up there as the best regular season coach of all time. And you want him to be up there also as one of the best postseason coaches of all time, too. He still has a little ways to go to get that. But winning or sharing 17 Big 12 regular season titles in 20 season as head coach at Kansas is incredible, something that hasn't been done anywhere else in the nation. Hall of Fame coach already, regular season. I think he is the best coach that we have ever seen in college basketball. Now, if he can win another national championship, especially this year, back-to-back with a team that was retooling, with a team that Self had to put together between the transfer portal and coaching up some of this young talent, this could be one of Self's best coaching jobs of all time. And he's had some good coaching seasons. 
But for Self, if he can get to another national championship game and win another national championship, put that on his resume, three-time national championship coach, he will be regarded as one of the best college basketball coaches of all time. And I'm going to end it on that today. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's happening at Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. Love to get after it on Twitter during KU games. So follow me there. Also follow me at Mark the Overseer as well. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always check out my latest article. Everybody's latest articles over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Going to be covering the uh, Big 12 tournament. Of course, KU Texas on Saturday as well. And until next time, rock chalk. Jayhawk.